everybody. Another podcast with La Familia Ayahuasca. I'm Zach, and I'm sitting here with Michael, Jess, um, Michael and Jess, I should say. <laughs> I'm working on my intros, guys, sorry. Um, anyway, this, this podcast is to introduce y'all to Michael, who has become a very... Uh, big part of the La Familia Ayahuasca team. He's been studying with us for a while. He also studies down in Peru. Um, he's part. He's doing the uh, training mandala with us and um, has moved through it very quickly um, on a relative basis. And um, yeah, again, we consider him very much part of the team, um, instrumental part of the team. And we wanted to share his story because um, you know, a lot of people are interested in the training process as it comes to ayahuasca and dieta, and, and we're going to get into some other uh, types of medicine work, our shamanic medicine work. Um, so yeah, let's let, let's dive right in. Um, Michael, how are you? I'm doing pretty well. <laughs> uh, currently recovering from a sprained back and a bout of giardia <laughs> but, but so <laughs> in the overall scheme of life i'm actually doing pretty darn great cool and if you, starting from I, I guess you came to us down here in guatemala in a year ago two years. august 2018 so almost two years wow yeah yeah Small break for the Peace Corps, but that will be part of the story. Uh, yeah, so hello everybody. I'm Michael, a.k.a. Miguelito. Uh, I came to La Familia Ayahuasca in August of 2018 after completing my master's degrees in business and public policy. Uh, and when I graduated, I had you know all of my friends starting great jobs uh, from the traditional Western standpoint of you know consulting, banking, uh, working for big governments, uh, really impressive things. And I knew I wanted to be of service. I had done AmeriCorps in the past, uh, and I decided I was going to do Peace Corps. And my Peace Corps service was starting in March, which gave me about six months to a little bit more to really just explore, do some personal work, travel. And I had been getting a ping for a while to uh, meet with ayahuasca, uh, not necessarily to study ayahuasca, but just, you know, something's happening there. And quite frankly, the first people that came up when I did my Google search uh, were Zach and Jess in La Familia. Mm -hmm. and. It was partially because, you know, I knew I was coming to Lake Atitlan. Uh, and also, there were lots of little tiny things that really were like, ooh, this seems right. Uh, so, first of all, I had gotten into Vajrayana Buddhism and kind of that left-hand path. And it's like, oh, there's some parallels there. Great. Uh, oh, they had just been in Texas. I'm from Texas. Uh, great. Oh, they were in Bend. My best friend from Wisconsin is from Bend. Uh, and so all these tiny little things just made me feel comfortable. And the fact that they spoke English was also a really nice benefit. Um, Even though you speak Spanish now, now, yes. Uh, at the time you were studying. Right? At the time I was studying and getting ready for Peace Corps. Um, and I was serving, I did my Peace Corps service for what I did of it in Peru. Um, and so I got to the lake and within, I flew into the lake. And as I flew in, there was a volcano erupting, a lightning storm happening. I was like, where the F did I just land? Um <laughs> And it was, and then I, you know, took a shuttle to the lake that night, spent the night in a hotel, and headed to the retreat center the next morning. Uh, I got to the retreat center, and I was the very first person there. Uh, I got in very early, 
And then the next two faces, three faces that I saw were Zach, Jess, and Bodie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was the start of my ayahuasca journey. Um, it was a little rough. Uh, not rough in a difficulty, but... A little challenging. So, yeah, my my first two nights of the medicine, I got nada. Uh, zip, zero, zilch. Uh, however you want to say it. And looking back, I can kind of adjust that a little bit. But where I was at the time, I was like, why is nothing happening? I'm trying not to have any expectations. Okay, expectations still exist. I've got a little bit of experience with uh, some other entheogens. Nothing. Uh, and talked to, to Zach, and he was like, you know, the medicine's just working her way through your body. Uh, poco a poco, paso a paso, little by little, step by step. And then, sure enough, third night, boom. Fourth night, boom. Uh, and after that, I had planned on doing a bunch of other stuff around the lake. And I said, no, thank you. I know what I'm doing for the rest of my time here. Uh, so I signed up for the rest of the retreats while I was in town. And then I really started to figure out how little I knew about what I was figuring out. Um, the next retreat went right back into, where did the medicine go? All I can feel is this extreme amount of frustration and (laughs) anger, and it's all coming up and coming out, but I'm not getting this light show, what's going on here, and sure enough, that is the medicine, uh, working, at least. And if I remember correctly, as I stayed down here and continued, I did my first two diets down here, both of which were cacao, um... I there there was a small maybe a joking betting pool on if I'd actually joined the Peace Corps. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know the time came and I I did leave, uh, but before I had left I had asked Zach you know like okay so kind of want to study the medicine what's the way to do it and he just looked at me and said. You do it. That's the way. <laughs> it's, it's really easy to study the medicine in one sense, which is commit to it. Commit to that's what you're going to do. Um, and it kind of facilitates the process of you actually learning and studying it. That's definitely not the only part, but that's the first step in my mind is just committing to that's what I'm going to be doing. Uh, if the medicine then directs you somewhere else, that's that's that. So, after Guatemala, went back to the States, packed for Peace Corps. My service got delayed for a month. Eventually got down to Peru, and it was great because I was so close to the medicine and, and the home of the medicine. And in my mind, I was like, great, when can I take vacation? How, like, I'll be in Iquitos in two seconds. Uh, and through the course of my time in the Peace Corps, uh, a bunch of different things happened. The biggest one being that the mayor of my town thought I was a spy for the CIA. Uh, the kind of social programming director for my town was drunk in the office and ripped up my visa paperwork. And I was at a point of either, you know, in my Peace Corps service early or go on to a new site and start all over. The nice thing about that is that in a way it had given me time to reflect about what I actually wanted and why I was doing what I was doing. Uh, and I have, or had, have had, a bunch of stories around, you know, why I should be doing the job that I'm doing, why I should be working, what purpose in life is, trying to figure out stuff for my parents or society. And it gave me time to look at what I actually wanted. And I realized, I want—I don't know where it's going to go, but I want to 
be working with ayahuasca right now. And so quit the Peace Corps, went back to the States, and within three weeks, I was back in Peru, uh, and I went to Amaru Spirit, run by Slocum Houston. Uh, great, great guy and man. And at that point in time, Zach and Jess were not taking students. Um, so I had asked Zach, you know, I really want to focus on Dieta right now. That's what I'm being called to do. Everything that you all have said, everything that I've read says, you know, ayahuasca, ayahuasca, ayahuasca is not the answer. It's Dieta, Dieta, Dieta. And I knew that that's what I wanted to focus on. So where who is the diet master of Peru, so to speak, that I should go talk to. Um, and then Amaru Spirit and Slocum was Zach's advice. Uh, yeah. And thank you, sure. by the way. Yeah. Uh, thank you. great. Yeah. 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 Thank you, Slocum. Yeah, awesome. thank you, Slocum. Uh, so I get to Amaru Spirit, and, you know, first time drinking the medicine with somebody else. Slocum's actually not at the retreat center for the first three to four days that I'm there. So I'm just like, this is weird and awkward and I don't know what to do. Um, But started settling in and then I met Slocum and started a series of of diets while I was there for about three months, three or four months. Mm -hmm. Um, And very first one was tobacco and slocum is a tobacco and i really didn't want to diet tobacco uh there's some level of nervousness in me where i was like "Uh, i know you're a tobacco i know it's this really strong diet and it'll be good for me and i know it's foundational to this work but is there any way that i don't have to do it uh and it ended up being a turning point in my journey with the medicine. Um, When I was in Guatemala starting in August of 2018, my dose sizes to get me into the medicine had gotten pretty sizable. Yeah, it was like at least twice what most people need to get. And the the ayahuasca cups were twice what most people need to get into, quote unquote, into the medicine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and there were, it, it wasn't for a physiological reason so much as it was for, there were a bunch of energetic blockages and things that I was holding on to that didn't allow the medicine to flow through. Uh, and went through my tobacco diet, had some really challenging experiences in it. It was like a, a sandwich of here's fear, here's anger, here's sadness, Oh, you can't get into the sadness. That really hurts. Here's more fear. Oh, it's fear of sadness. Uh, Let's look at that. And then a night of absolute pure stillness. Um, And at that point in time, tobacco gave me two Icaros. And that was really confusing for me. Because I had never received a Nicaro before. I didn't know what that was like. And didn't really know why I had received an Nicaro. And my friend who was there uh, and had been there for quite some time hadn't received any Nicaros and had been studying the medicine much longer than me. Uh, and so then I continued... To do diets, uh, and next one was Chirik. Chirik Sanango. Chirik Sanango. <laughs> uh, and then Chirik really opened up my feeling, my my energetic, emotional body, um, mm-hmm. and also gave me the ability to be still <laughs> in ceremony, uh, and it was. Great. I purged out all of my self-hate. Not all of my self-hatred, uh, but my the a big chunk of it, especially the way that I was very hard on myself. So this concept, a little bit of backstory about me, because I guess it's important. 
my dad committed suicide when I was 14. Uh, parents divorced when I was in second grade. Uh, had a kid in high school uh, who was given up for adoption and is doing quite well. Uh, and then kind of went through and was trying to figure out life for both myself and everybody who I felt responsible for. And one of the things that I would picked up in that was this very harsh self-criticism where if I didn't do well at something, I would be really, really, really hard on myself, lots of negative self-speak in order to motivate myself to then go and do better. And I was okay with it. It, was, it had served me well in the past. I'd done a bunch of what some people consider good achievements with them. It's like, great, but it no longer served me. And I was able to tie that back to my relationship with my dad and the way that he showed love was that tough love and being critical and driving me forwards. Uh And I'd adopted that towards myself without anybody else to drive that forwards. And so letting go of that was just another thing to let go of and this question of, do I know who I am without this? No clue. Um, Am I ready to let this go? Yes. And stepping into that unknown, or in a way, the groundless ground, uh, and it just created more and more space. Uh, And around that point in time, I was like, okay, I'm I'm on the right path. and this is this is all dieta. This is all this is all dieta. This you is have a I, few ayahuasca ceremonies in between. Your dietas, right? Few ayahuasca ceremonies in between. The at Amaru Spirit when I was there, the schedule was ayahuasca Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays, and all optional. Uh, and all optional, and I was focusing mostly on diet, and so I was maybe had one or two ceremonies in between my diets, or to close a diet with ayahuasca open up the next one or feel into what that plant would be with the next one and then open it the next day yeah. and, and do the same thing. So so it's a good plug for, for doing the shamanic dieta. Yeah, I mean, it's, all of my growth has come through dieta. Um, I, yeah, I, I actually can say that. Um, I've definitely learned a lot and seen a lot with ayahuasca, but dieta, dieta... Yeah, uh, ad infinitum. Cool. Um, yeah. yeah. And and I also want to uh, maybe kind of shift track a little yeah, bit please. and talk about you know everyone, not everyone, a uh, large majority of people um, when we talk about <clears throat> plant medicines uh, uh, from the jungle, specifically the jungle, not not including psilocybin and stuff. Um, they think you know ayahuasqueros, ayahuasca, um, but there's other practitioners, um, ayahuasqueros, paleros, tabaqueros, sanangueros, um, vegetalistas, vegetalistas perfumeros, and perfumeros. Um, do they have toeros? They do have toeros. Huh? I, I feel like it's actually, I, I don't know. I, this gut instinct of me wants to say it's usually toeras. Huh? Um, but that's only because of the references that I've received for if I ever would like to. Do you want to you want to kind of run down what those those are? I mean, obviously, ayahuasca is someone who serves ayahuasca. Ayahuasca. Uh, yeah, and please correct me or fill in anywhere. Yeah. So this is all within the world of curanderismo, um, and so you have ayahuasqueros who work with ayahuasca. You have tobaqueros who work with tobacco. Uh, and th- these things are not necessarily... Uh, you can all... Mutually exclusive. Mutually exclusive. Right. Thank you. you. Yeah, for, can I, uh, for example, my, my teacher was uh, ayahuasquero, uh, sonanguero, palero, and vegetalista. Um, Personally, I focused on uh, ayahuasca and uh, being a palero. Palero is working with the trees and tree barks. We do work with plants as well, but 
to, to vegetalistas for those who work with the smaller plants and have a broad experience with those. So I, I, I don't call uh, myself a vegetalista, I, I just ayahuasquero and a palero. Um, but yeah, please. Yeah. Well, well, yes, so they're not usually exclusive. And then palero, as you said, somebody who works with the trees, vegetalistas working with small plants, uh, toeros, toeras, uh, people who work with toe or datura, yeah. um, and oh, as a as a as a as a disclaimer, um, Michael has dieted toe, um, and at La Familia Ayahuasca, we do not work with toe. We do not put toe in our ayahuasca, nor do we provide toe diets. We are not qualified. Yes, and if you feel called to work with it, make sure that you're finding somebody who's actually qualified to work with it and make sure that you are ready for it and probably do a few to a lot of diets before you jump into that. It is a strong, strong master plant. Um, it is one of the sacred medicines of Peru, uh, but it is tricky. And I did not think that I was going to diet it while I was in Peru. It was a Slocum surprise. And Slocum, if, you, if I remember correctly, he's he won't give Toei to... He has people show up wanting to do Toei with him, and he's like, no, not you, not you. But in your case, he's like, yeah, Toei. Yes, and I don't know why. <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, people do go there looking for Toei, and he will turn them away. Um, it's not a plant to for, for lack of a better term mess with trifle with uh, there are plenty of stories of people walking around to Quitos in toy trances for five years um, or other long periods of time or swimming across rivers while they're in the medicine showing up uh, you do not necessarily know that you are hallucinating while you are hallucinating uh, uh, but it is also, and it is a beautiful, beautiful medicine. Um, in addition to that, there's Sanangueros. Uh, I actually want Jess to talk about Sanangueros if she'd be willing to. Yeah. Sure. Like, I don't know a whole lot about Sanangueros, but I know that I feel a very special and deep calling to uh, Sanango. And uh, it's, it's actually a pretty funny story because when I first started drinking ayahuasca, there was this ikaro that Zach would sing that would just make me so cold. I would start shivering before he'd start singing it. <laughs> and uh, it would make me throw up almost every time. And it turned out to be uh, chirik sanango. And uh, it is a, it's, it's a plant that liberates a lot of the cold energy in the body and is particularly good for rheumatoid arthritis and some other conditions that are similar to rheumatoid arthritis. So um, I happen to uh, be someone who is in remission from rheumatoid arthritis. So it's just kind of funny that that, uh, that that happened initially in the beginning of my journey. And also that I have not dieted uh, Chirik Sanango or Lobo Sanango, but both of them come through very strong for me in ceremony. So... Yeah, so a uh, sananguero is someone who works with sanango. Yeah, and that's another, yeah, well, I've dieted chiric sanango, uh, and I am not qualified to uh, provide those diets. It's, it's, it's something that if you get the dosage wrong, uh, things can go sideways. Um, I don't, uh, one story that I have pretty close it, it's a not direct experience but almost firsthand experience there's a um apprentice who was studying in the same village that i was uh, Herrera, and um this woman was uh, the apprentice in question and uh her teacher said yeah yeah go ahead and serve your your boyfriend this sanango and and um he was a full-on sanangero, so it was, you know, it, it was all under uh, the correct approvals and so forth, but she had given him s too much. The dosage mm -hmm. was too much, and he went running through the village naked screaming. 
um, it was a you know it wasn't a huge amount of time, but it was um, yeah, it was a significant event. <laughs> um, everything turned out okay in the end, but yeah, I mean that's that's if you're looking uh, just like Toei, um, Sanango is. If you're being called to work with Sanango and do a dieta with Sanango, um, be sure that you find someone who is uh, very qualified and, and can, can uh, keep you in the safe range in terms of dosage and holding the space and that sort of thing. Maestro Sanangero is what you're looking for. Yes, yes. Maestro Sanangero. Um, but yeah, and then... Um, so tobacco, so what? How do they do their their healings? I mean, obviously there's the dieta, but then so do they have their their? Uh, I've done plenty of tobacco diets and purges and all this sort of thing. Is is that the main uh, uh, form of of healing with it? Is the pur tobacco purge, or are they, or is it the strong relationship with the, the plant, and they're able to do work with just tobacco smoke and, and poultices, or what, do you have much information on that? I have some. Uh -huh. um, I, I'll share what I've seen. Uh, I am not a tobacco. I am studying with Slocum, and I had a realization that I'm studying tobacco with him, uh -huh. um, but I'm still pretty early on in my journey and currently cannot get to Peru. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. What I've seen is that, first of all, it is possible to just, and it is done, just straight tobacco ceremonies. Uh -huh. um, so drink tobacco, nice big glass of tobacco, everybody's ceremonies together. Um, and on a physical energetic level, yeah, I've, there's definitely that level of cleaning that happens within the physical and energetic body. Uh -huh. um, Pulsuses are also there, and just working with mapacho and tobacco smoke. Uh, is there too. The other thing that I know from having a feeling about towards what I'm learning is that I've been kind of explained that I'll do a certain number of diets and then after I'm done with those number of diets there's the ability to kind of focus on a few different paths um, or plants in particular. And so there's this knowledge base that's built from the diets as well going into tobaccos where, where it's okay you know these are all also just labels um so maybe the person is a tobacco but they throughout their studies they've worked with chirix nango and they are not preparing a drink of it but they can make a pulse or a wrap and and help with that and so they might be good there. But um, for the energetic clearings that happen within uh, an ayahuasca ceremony, you know, it's lots of, lots of mapacho work. Mapacho uh -huh. um, being a large cigarette with jungle yeah, tobacco. Jungle tobacco, nicotina rustica. Yeah. Um, and that mapacho definitely, that smoke, that connection that they have with tobacco definitely facilitates the healing, uh, which is also a nice reminder that you know we're not the healers; it's the plants right. and and those energies that are. And so my my initial feeling is that it's yes, it is the strong relationship that goes into a lot of it. Yeah. Um, in addition to the depth of knowledge that gets built through the training and through practice of it. Yeah. Well, and tobacco has a bad reputation in the West, the North, North American West. But, um, you know, it, it's um, even in, in the North American, Native American tribes, they felt it was uh, one of the most sacred plants, master plants as well. And, and the way it's been described both there up in, because I have some connection with uh, Native American Lakota Sioux um, growing up on a reservation and then having another experience, obviously, down in Peru, um, both North and South American uh, direct experience that I have is that tobacco is a connector plant. So it's a plant that will connect you with other plants, uh, very much like ayahuasca. Ayahuasca is another very strong connecting uh, plant, where, and that's why we do these other plant dietas and, along with ayahuasca, so that ayahuasca kind of primes the pumps to 
to open up the channels to bring in these other plant energies that other trees or plants that we diet. Yeah. Um, another. It's going to be interesting as I say this around to uh, ayahuasqueros, uh, but. Yeah, another thing that I've heard in terms of the differences between ayahuasca and tobacco uh, is that ayahuasca is the visionary. Uh-huh. Um, she comes in and she'll show you all of these different things, but sometimes the messages are in metaphors and it's figuring out how to parse through it and definitely working with the energetic side. And while she definitely teaches heals and cleans, sometimes that cleaning process is a little slower because there's the invitation to go and, and look at it. Uh-huh. While tobacco, on the other hand, is like, hey, we're just going to clean this out. Yeah. We're just going to go through its, its, its order. Uh-huh. Um, so while ayahuasca can be vague and broad and beautiful, tobacco's order and structure. Masculine and feminine. Ma- masculine and feminine. Yeah. Um, and so, and there's plenty of stories about how ayahuasca is the mother of tobacco um, in, in some ways and other stories about how tobacco is the mother of ayahuasca um, mother or father mother mother yeah it was it was weird um, it's one of those concepts where it's both right, right. androgynous yeah. for lack of a better the, I've been reading I forget exactly which book I was reading this in. I think it might have been um, Intelligence in Nature by Jeremy Narby, same guy who wrote uh, Cosmic Serpent. Uh-huh. But he talks about, so the mother of a plant is like its its spirit. Uh-huh. It's not necessarily its mother. So if you talk about like the mother of La Puna Blanca, even if La Puna Blanca, let's say, was a masculine tree spirit, uh-huh. it still has a mother that uh-huh. is the spirit yeah. of all the plants together. Mm. Interesting. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So also, speaking of like mama plants, so like, let's say that there's a grouping of trees and plants that are coming out from that tree that all of the seedlings come off of and it keeps on growing out is the mama tree. Uh And so like, I've heard stories about roots taken from a mama chirac sanango tree that were just like, Whoa, this is strong. And uh, it's that it seems very similar to me. It's the origin of where it comes from and kind of what gave birth to it versus the masculine feminine side. Cool. Yeah. Um, Yeah, just to, for those who are listening, to kind of clarify what what you're doing. um, And correct me if I'm wrong, you're you're studying with us, you're studying ayahuasca and um, the trees. And then the slocum, tobacco, and you might actually delve into more in Sanango and these other, who knows. But that's, at this point, it's kind of tobacco with slocum, even though slocum has ayahuasca as part of his retreat center and all that sort of thing. And, right? Yeah, there, there's a little bit of a story there. Ah. So I was dieting Wingo, which is a tree. So I'm still dieting trees when I'm with going slocum. with, yeah. with slocum. Uh, the, his preparation is different, and there's usually some tobacco within each dieta um, mixed in with the, the barks. But I was dieting Wingo, and Slocum was saying his prayer over my cup, and instead of saying Wingo, he said tobacco. And I caught it, and, and I asked him afterwards, I was like, is this going to change anything about the experience, you know, what uh he's like should be fine uh drank the cup and that entire night i was going back and forth in my mind but like i didn't know i was going to be studying tobacco i don't really know if i want to study tobacco because it's such a strong energy uh it is really really strong and i had this kind of competing thing about this like Oh well, ayahuasca is this visionary poo-poo. <laughs> like, tobacco is is the the cleaner and the healer, and it's like, how do I balance both of these things as I'm just stepping into it? Um, because to be clear, although Zach and Jess were very kind and said I'm progressing through quickly, 
I'm also still very new um, to this path and to to what I'm doing and what I'm dedicating my life to, it feels like. Yeah. So, especially at that point in time, I was like, what's going on? Uh, and then the next night, it really did clear up and I was able to kind of parse it out and say, I am studying ayahuasca and I'm studying ayahuasca with Zach and Jess and I want them to be my teachers for that. Uh, and the true diets are, are there too and I want to diet with y'all and I am dieting with y'all. <laughs> uh, also, I love studying the medicine, whether that's ayahuasca or tobacco at Slocum's place too and there's a different dieta protocol there and it's still dieting trees and other plants and so I'm, I'm doing that there and it's been a really interesting mesh of seeing essentially being triple teamed <laughs> uh, between the three of y'all because you know you even within the two of you you have your own different styles and you're a beautiful team together and it's but it's still you know you're uniquely individually you uh, and same for Slocum. And this process, as Slocum has told me, and as I have found to be true through my own experiences now, starts as imitation, and then you find your own way. And so having more things to imitate, in a way, has allowed me to find my own path more. And so as I, I touched a little bit on this earlier, but as much as the labels of Ayahuasquero, Tobacero, or Sananguero, or Palero can be there and sure there's a certain level of training that you definitely want to have and a level of self-respect and respect from the lineages that you're studying under that you want. This is all a journey of self-discovery and, and self-exploration until it becomes about a journey of service. Um, and then it becomes... Not it. It's not that the first part of self discovery goes away. It's that the self discovery becomes through that of service and how to be authentically of service to others. Uh, and so I just consider myself lucky to be learning how to be of service in any way, whether it's through tobacco, ayahuasca, dietas with with plants. If Sanango happens in the future, if Toei happens in the future, for a more in depth study, great. Um, but there are dangers to rushing and yep. there are dangers to labeling. Yep. Um, and so, yeah, th this is a very quick path to growth and it's also a very slow path to growth. It's the giant paradox that exists within all of this work. Yeah, uh, yeah just as an aside, um, I, I've known Slocum since I first moved to Peru and I had got to know him not I, I never I, I think I've done one ayahuasca ceremony with him but I get, get to know him every time I went to Quito's so I get to hang out with him and just talk with him and had a huge amount of or still have a huge amount of respect and so this one of the, the things that you came to me with was like well you know Slocum doesn't want to step on our toes and, and we feel the same way and we kind of came to an agreement it's like no we're, we're both you know, we, we have some different protocols as far as dieta goes, but that's fine. There's so much respect, definitely from this end to him, um, that um, it's like, yeah, man, go when you can get down to Peru and, and do work with him, great. Um, when you're working with us, great. Um, and as it works out, the, the, the high season, the, when, when Slocum needs the most help because you're kind of helping them out a little bit. It was a question of whether that would... Work. Be be something or not, and uh, it just did. yeah. Never mind on that point. <laughs> but anyway, the so we're most busy when Peru is the slowest, and um, the weather here is nice when Peru is shitty, and it's shitty in Peru when it's nice here. So it worked out nicely. Um, I really like. Can you talk a little bit about um, how? Yes, the plant medicine path um, is uh, on a relative basis to other paths very can be very can be not always uh, can be a very fast path but at the same time people 
can kind of rush that, even in the context of plant medicines and how that's dangerous. Um, yeah. So you see where I'm coming I, from. I, I do. Um, basically, you don't sprint through a marathon, uh, and when you're starting this path, you can learn a lot of with with the dimensions that plant medicine can open uh, in terms of learning and understanding both of self and external because it's the same uh, personal opinion uh, that you can have really quick growth and really quick insight and it's like shooting upwards to the stars in two seconds flat in terms of everything that you're learning but even though you're growing up really quickly, you need some stability and you need the roots in order to ground that. And those roots and that stability takes time and patience to, to grow. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you're running really quickly and you're not looking where you're going, you're more likely to trip. And the faster that you're going when you trip, the less likely you are to catch yourself. Uh, uh, and this is where teacher comes in right I mean, yeah it, it's having somebody who's gone on that path before you who can understand it who's not trying to make you into a mini version of them but who has seen the pitfalls who has seen what happens when you push yourself too hard because burnout is real in this world just like it's real in the office um, and in some ways it's more dangerous in this world uh, for example, um, I'll use my Chirix Nongo Dieta. I was really wanting to, to get through a certain number of diets in a specific amount of time. Uh, and Chirix, especially as Zach mentioned, you know, the dosage has to be right. You don't want to push it too far. Um, and you can kind of get capped out. And if you get overloaded you've got to cut your diet you've got to take a break you can't do any more work for a while you need to have that time to rest and recover uh and yes there's the integration part but there's also just the it's going to take time to recover part the physical the, the, the physical recovery yeah because dietas are hard they particularly chirks on yeah <laughs> Well, yeah, no. yeah, I mean, I in some cases, some cases. <laughs> but but no, I've I've seen Chirik be physical on others, and I've heard your story, and um, I think it's toxic to one percent of the population if it's not prepared correctly. So, whole bunch of stuff with that one. Uh, but maybe a better example is the Lotus Dieta that I did oh. recently. Um, I was feeling a little bit of external pressure in the sense that I was feeling a little inadequate about things, <laughs> broadly. Uh, and so I wanted to push myself really hard because that was a pattern that I had in my past. I'm going to feel bad and then I'm going to push really hard and then I'll feel better because I did something that was harder than it needed to be. Um, and so I went into the dark, I was fasting, and I was doing a really, really powerful plan that nobody had dieted before. <laughs> uh, side note, if you're, unless you have been given permission by your maestros to diet on your own, strongly recommend only doing plants that your teacher has recommended for you and is leading, and also only taking diets from people who have dieted that plant. Um, or tree. Or tree. Or whatever. Whatever. Um, <laughs> But this was, you know, my first time venturing off on my own, and I. Well, just, you you yeah. had gotten to in our mandala, you had gotten to the point where you okay, you want to diet your own plant, go for it. But then you added on the fasting. Oh and yeah, and the dark. And the, the dark. dark. I mean, retreat, like. it was so great, and also like, what are you doing, buddy? Um, and I got a lot of great lessons for it from it and through it, and I still feel like I built a relationship with that plant. And I didn't need to push that hard, and I got burned out. And, you know, even if I would have liked to have done a diet this last month and a half, I would not have been able to, and it wouldn't have served me. Um, And 
if I may pat myself on my back a little bit, I feel like I've got a pretty quick integration time for things. Um, generally, it's something to watch and just make sure that I'm taking my time with it because I do like to rush. And so I have to remind myself to go slow. Um, and this, it's la medicina es lento pero seguro. Yeah. The medicine is slow but sure. Uh, and just because it's sure doesn't mean that you have, it actually is the perfect excuse to not have to go fast. Uh, it is, especially if you're somebody like me who loves to want to go forwards, it's, look, if you are authentically on the path, if you have committed to it on a personal basis, if you've received an invitation from the medicine um, or whatever it is that has brought you there, and that is not a mental concept, and it's something more than you just feel in your heart, but you know it in your cellular level and in your gut brain um, and in your body's wisdom, knowledge, there's no need to rush. Take your time, set the roots, go slow when the time to go slow is right. And if there's a time to be like, hey, it's time to focus and go through diet, 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 great. That's the time too. But taking the time to reflect and actually look at why you are doing that and why you feel that need to drive forwards is an invitation to look at what's actually going on in you, which gives you the time and space to set down those roots deep so that you can actually hold more medicine, expand more space, and not get pushed around in it. And the diets are what supports all of that. Um, so don't don't try to grow quicker than your roots, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah. I, it, um, Tall trees with shallow roots fall first. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah very much so. And you know, with that rushing and, um, you know, the, the, you want to talk a little bit about Brujeria and how that's the fast and easy path and, and all that? Or? Oh, sure. sure. <laughs> oh, Brujeria. So what is Brujeria? <laughs> uh, I actually wrote an article on this that I never finished. Uh, well, it's kind of finished. But, so oh, wrote an article. Yeah, wrote an article. Wrote an article. Yeah. So there's this... If I talk about brujería and translate it in from Spanish to English, it means witchcraft. Or sorcery. Or sorcery. Um, and if I were to tell most people in the West about brujería, they'd be like, eh, that's just a misunderstanding of science, and here's the scientific X, Y, Z about what's actually happening. Uh, if you go to the jungle, brujería is a very real thing. Um, and it's dark magic essentially yeah. um, and dark ways of working with the medicine uh, with the outcome of uh, with the outcome of power for that person or control or control, control. Um, and the definition that I got from Slocum for it was it was the use of fear and anxiety uh, to manipulate and control for the sake of one's own personal power uh and the best example that he gave to me of that was turn on the TV in the United States. Yeah. Um, it's surrounded. And it's so whether you're viewing it from a psychological side or an energetic side, it is real. Um, and within this lineage that La Familia is, it's pura medicina, pure medicine, uh, or the white path. Yeah. Um, and it's the path of love, quite frankly. Uh, and. That is a very tough path. It forces you to look at things. The path of love. The, the, the path of love is a very tough path. It forces you to look at what's going on with you. How, to, When you do respond with anger, how do you figure out what happened and, and resolve it, yeah. quite frankly? And how much of it's a personal per, thing. Yeah. yeah. Internal ego versus you know, blaming it on someone else. And, and one of the re things is that the, re that the training and everything takes so long is because when you're holding medicine and you get angry or something happens, 
you're there there are effects um and there are often invitations subtle and tricky ones too to slightly use power or slightly use control um and that becomes a slippery slope and the farther you go down that slippery slope the harder it is to come back because you're building those habits again and again and again. Uh, and so the way that I've heard it explained is that there's the white path, the red path, and the black path. Mm-hmm. Um, the white path being Pluto Medicina, the red path being essentially love magic yeah. or sex magic, yeah. and then the black path being that of brujeria, yeah. of pure, we're power. doing this for power control and... Using fear. Using fear and getting into shaman fights energetically. Um, and in the path of uh, in, in Pura Medicina, it's not that you might not have a brujeria attack, a, bru- a brujo or bruja attack you. It's that when you're attacked, you don't send anything back. It's, it's, there is no fight there to be had. You need to deal with it, yes, on your end for both you and uh, the people who you are sitting with, the people who are in your space, if you're only working on one person, what's going on with them. And it's a very serious thing. But you don't then retaliate against the person who attacked you. Yeah. Uh, it just feeds it. Which just feeds it. And it, it builds back and forth. Yeah. Um, because... All fear wants to do is create more fear, yeah. Um, and yeah, it's and that and there's a, a saying in the jungle. I mean, you can become a very powerful sorcerer, which uh, within like six months, I mean, just, mm-hmm. there, there are ways to do that, and and it's very similar to uh, if you want to put an analogy with Western approach, it's it's that using psychology and influence. To manipulate, um, that would be a Western um, corollary. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and and if you do that, yeah, exactly. You'll build power really quickly. You'll you might build control really quickly, but that personal work, yeah, it's not there. Yeah, and there's repercussions to it. That's the thing. It's that sure you might build power really quickly, but it costs you to attack somebody else, yeah. um, and that is a very dangerous path in and of itself. Um, yeah. Hey, yeah, it's, it, it, it's fun. It's what... This is something I think came to me really early on in, with either... I think it was an ayahuasca ceremony um, that, you know, there's two paths. paths. There's one path, two gigantic paths. The path of love and path of power. And the path of power, um, those people who are engaging in that don't realize even though it seems easier and faster, um, it's ultimately not as powerful as love. Uh, love takes a long time because you got to do that personal work. you got to clear out that shadow stuff. And we're all in the process of doing that to varying degrees, uh, even if we're in Puerto Medicina, right? Um, it's, it's always a process. But ultimately, love encompasses all and is more powerful than anything. And it, it, it's kind of funny that those who are inter- on that path of power and control don't realize that. There's a sneaky aspect to this, too, because a lot of people who are on the path of power don't realize no, that they're on the path of power. And I think it's almost more it's almost scarier than someone who is on it and knows what they're doing right, and is right. doing it intentionally. Is that There are a lot of people that have done quite a bit of work with the medicine and they have amassed a great deal of of power and medicine in their bodies for for lack of a better way to put it and when they experience emotions and and they don't know how to integrate it into their body they don't know how to allow it to flow through it comes out and when it comes out it, it it's that's a that's the form of of power and it can quite affect a lot of people uh, around and that's that's a that's a scary piece yeah. so the the diets and diets are a lot of times 
about learning how to integrate the intensity and integrate the power of the, the trees and the medicine and everything that we're experiencing and emotions and about how to let let things flow through and widening the energetic channel such that these things don't get stuck and like fly out at other people. Sideways. When we Sideways, don't, exactly. Yeah, when we don't realize what's going on. Yeah, it's it funny. Toei story. Uh, I hope I have permission to tell the story. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, well, it's not mine, so I'm good. Oh. But I'm, oh. <laughs> uh, it was it was a story that Slocum told me about his Toei diet, where he dieted it for a week and came out of there, and there was uh, some neighbors doing construction and went over and kind of there was a, a moment of aggression from one of the workers towards him uh it was an illegal operation that was happening uh. with the construction and slocum just stood there and spoke his truth powerfully not angrily or anything like uh. that and it pushed the other person back about a meter uh. um and slocum's wife was there and everything and it goes to show that truth is the most powerful thing that's there. And also, there is energy being developed within these diets and within what's going on. And so, Spider-Man, with great power comes great responsibility. Uh, you know, the reason, one of the reasons that you also have mice throws um, is not only to show you you know some of the pitfalls and to call and to help you avoid them but also you need somebody to be able to call you on your bs when you're being in that in that role and not seeing your blind spots because if you refuse to see your yes they're blind spots that we just don't know about and there are blind spots that we know about and we choose to ignore and we feed the ignorance of them so that we do eventually stop seeing them but we've fed them so much that they've become super powerful. Mm -hmm. And when those blind spots act out, there's even more energy behind it. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's like pent up. It, it, it's pushed to the side, and so it's, it's, it's getting released. Like, oh, wow! Yeah, and that's where having a maestro, a legitimate partner who will call you on your BS, something is just helpful in the practice of life. But in the medicine as you're going through your training, that's really important. And in my mind, it's also why even if you're done with your training and you know, you're know you given a title of some sort, like that relationship is still important or having a relationship like that is still important because it doesn't mean you're infallible. Right. Um, it means that you've developed a skill really, really well. Right. Um, it doesn't mean that your work is done. Yeah. I, it, not to, yeah. I, I think that is a big reason why we uh, myself and Jess work with a therapist is so that we can work on go even deeper than what the plant medicine can provide um, with um, some of our shadow stuff um, you know I, I'm certainly not done there um, continue to work and, and it's interesting because you know the the in the jungle um, there yeah, th there's shadow work being done, and I don't know if they articulate it the same way um, or understand it the same way, and um, they don't, they're not big on talking and, and therapy and, and, and looking inward. Uh, that's another concept that just hasn't really gotten uh, very, it's not very pervasive in the, in the, in the, the jungle culture. Um, which I think is, you know, uh, it's okay, and, and you can do a lot without it, and um, and this may be where the gringos can uh, be additive to the whole uh, plant medicine world. Yeah, and it both of those points are interesting. One is that I think it's great that that therapist is involved in being part of the mandala, um, oh, right, and that yeah. the check-ins are there. Um, yes, FYI, the, yeah. uh, part of our training program will require six sessions in level one with a, a therapist that we work with. Yeah. Anyway, so. and, and, and it's great. And then the other portion of it is in terms of that translation between the jungle understanding of what's going on and the Western understanding of what's going on and the Eastern understanding of what's going on. 
there's so many different ways to misinterpret it if you're only working within one of those uh-huh. concepts. Uh-huh. And for y'all in particular, well, let's start with Slocum. Slocum is great because he is a beautiful translator between the jungle understanding of things and the Western understanding of things. And most people who are gringos who are trying to come in and learn the medicine are from a Western background and that's the culture that they've been raised in. And then to understand a very different culture and way of approaching the medicine is like, whoa, what's happening? With y'all as well, bringing in the Eastern traditions, coming from a Western background and working with jungle medicine it, it's all three and having some way to look at it from each individual side is important um, and it provides a lot more growth and understanding yeah. um, and then with other things like the sound healing you're just yeah. Yet, yeah, another, yeah. yet another way I'll just recall actually when when uh, you know you're bringing up the the Buddhism and the, the Eastern the Eastern stuff. I remember actually my uh, the interview call that we did with mm-hmm. Michael, <laughs> or that I did with Michael, and I don't remember all the specifics, but I remember that he mentioned Vajrayana Buddhism, and then Zach and I had just started. And Zach's been studying Buddhism for quite a while, mm-hmm. but with the two of us together we had delved together into Mahayana and Vajrayana Buddhism so it was re- and it's really not something that's super common to to find someone who's interested in that so it was really an interesting alignment and I just remember uh, aside from that that everything Miguel said I was like wow he's like so in alignment with everything we've got going on this is a really really good match and I couldn't have had any clue what a good match it would be we call him Miguelito which is a term of endearment and it also means little Michael (laughs) but he's got big medicine (laughs) (laughs) yes it's it's amazing and the feedback that we've had from people who've sat in ceremony with him and it's been nothing but wow that is amazing work and Zach and I couldn't agree more and we couldn't be more blessed um, to have Miguel with us and uh, to experience him in ceremony is something else (laughs) so thank you Mm-hmm. The blessing is mutual. <laughs> well, cool. I, I think that wraps things up. If there's anything else. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, thank you all for taking the time to listen to the podcast. Um, if you like this content, you can find other podcasts that we have um, on SoundCloud, Stitcher, and iTunes under Ayahuasca Family. And if you're interested in looking at some of our retreats down here in Guatemala, you can check us out at ayahuascafamily.com. Thank you again, and until next time. Vejisite la medicina en maestro de los maestros, tronco en montaña, cielo, cielo, ayahuascane. Legitima, doctorcita, poderoso y caro en legitima, maestrocita, poderoso y caro. Arimo, anarimo, pura, pura, lucito en el Arimo, anarimo, pura, pura, medicina en el Arironda, ronda, reina, arironda, ronda Buena dita, maitracita, buena dita, abuelita, ne buena dita, maitracita, buena dita, mamacita, ne ariranda, randa, renai, ariranda, randa, renai. 
Ah, 